Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Where is Betsy? She's going to miss her school bus if she doesn't get down here and eat her breakfast. She dawdles and dawdles and dawdles. I've called her three times. Yeah, well, if she's late once and has to walk to school, maybe she'll learn to be on time. Boy, i got to get going myself. Where's Aunt Effie? She's still asleep? Yes. Huh? Well, we did stay pretty late at the Cranshaw's last night. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Cranshaw told me to get to work a little later this morning. Big deal. Oh, there she comes, Johnny, here. Betsy! Hurry up now. I've called you for breakfast five times. I know you did. I heard you. Well, now, just a minute, young lady. Don't you talk to your mother that way. I won't have it. I did hear her. All right, but don't you answer her that way. I'm not going to have it. Now, you apologize at once. I'm sorry. Is this my orange juice? And you will say I'm sorry as though you mean it. Oh, I'm sorry, Mommy. And take that look off your face. I'm ashamed of you. What did I say that was so awful? Well, I'll tell you something you did not do, and that's comb your hair. Now, you know you can't come to the table that way. Well, you heard your mother. Go on. Go on upstairs and comb your hair. At once. And I want your bed made and the room picked up before you go to school. I'll be glad when I'm grown up and I can do what I want. So will I. Honestly, I don't know what's the matter with her lately. She has gotten so sassy. I know. Well, I suppose it's a phase. I don't know. Maybe it's us. Yes, I suppose so. Maybe we're too easy on her. I don't know either. Oh, well. Don't worry, she'll grow out of it. I hope. Oh, listen, when she gets home from school today, I've got to get her ready for Tommy's birthday party now. Will you be home in time to take her? It's at five, and Bobby's caught my cold, so I don't want to take him out. Birthday party? Five o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be home. But look... I want to tell you something. If you get any more sassy talk out of her like that, I wouldn't let her go to any birthday party. Oh, well, goodness. <laughs> birthday party, dear. All right, all right, I know, but it may be the only thing she understands. Now, you just do as I say. Another revealing edition of Countdown comes tonight on CBS Radio. Up-to-the-minute views and interviews will spotlight the men and issues in the rapidly developing presidential campaigns. Countdown, tonight. Still another high spot in CBS News coverage of election issues will be the fourth, final, and perhaps conclusive meeting of Vice President Nixon and Senator Kennedy. This will be broadcast on this station this coming Friday night from New York City, 10 p.m. New York time. Here's a great opportunity to hear both candidates in what is to be their final face-to-face meeting on the issues of this campaign. Remember, that's Friday night on this station. Countdown tonight, the Kennedy-Nixon meeting, Friday night, and all other broadcasts culminating in the night-long election eve tabulation at CBS News Election Headquarters. They're yours for information, comment, and background to help you sort the issues and select the candidate you want to win. Stay with CBS Radio right through election night. And listen, I have to hang up. Betsy just got home. Well, she had a brownie meeting after school, and I have to get her ready for Tommy's birthday party. Oh, yes, I know. Oh, I meant to tell you about that. 
Mrs. Houston called me, and she said that the City Improvement Committee would meet Tuesday as planned, but... Mother! She, yeah. What are you doing? But she wanted me to be sure, Anne, and tell you that we I'm have... I'm going every... to be late to the party. Anne, just a minute, please. I am on the phone. Well, you're always on the phone. What did you say? Well, even Daddy says so. He says you're always on the phone when he tries to call home. He says he always gets a busy signal. Betsy, I am talking to Mrs. Lundell about something important. Well, my party is important and I'll be late. Anne, I will call you back. Yes. Goodbye. I'm sorry. No, you're not sorry at all. You seem to think you can say anything you want to, don't you? No. Oh, yes, you do. Now, what's happened to you lately? Nothing. Your father and I are not going to put up for one minute with this kind of talk. I said I was sorry. Yes, you said you were. It's easy to say. But you're not really sorry at all. What do you want me to say? I don't want you speaking to me in that tone of voice, ordering me about. I'm your mother, not somebody hired to wait on you hand and foot. And I will not be spoken to that way. Now, do you understand? Yes. Now, I'm going to call Mrs. Lundell back, and I'm going to... I'll be late to the birthday party! You won't be late. You're not going at all. Now, you go up to your room, and you get undressed, and you get into bed, and you stay there. Oh, golly, I'm sorry, honey. I know, I know I'm late. I just could not get away from the office. Betsy, ready to go to the birthday party? You can relax. She's not going. She's in bed. In bed? What's the matter? Is she sick? No. I took your advice when she sassed me and told her she couldn't go to the birthday party. Told her to get undressed and go to bed and stay there. Oh, no, the poor kid. You told me to. All right, all right. I know, I know, I know. Well, then what do you mean? Oh, no, the poor kid. Well, what do you I mean? mean just, you know, a birthday party. Oh, I don't understand you at all. You're the one who put your foot down this morning. She was not to go if she spoke to me like that yeah, again. I know, well, I she know, did. I know, I know what she's saying. Oh, I was on the phone talking to Ann Lundell, something important about the Women's Club Committee meeting. Betsy yelled at me to hurry up and get her ready for the party, and I said... Just a minute, I'm on the phone. And she said, you're always on the phone. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Well, what honey, are you I'm, laughing at? I mean, she, she's right, after all, let's face it. That's right of her to talk to me like that? No, no, of course not. I'm sorry, darling. I, I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, you are always on the phone, sweetheart. Yes. Betsy informed me that Daddy always says that and how mad... Daddy gets when he tries to call home and the line is busy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, darling. It's my fault. I, I shouldn't say that in front of her, but look, is she terribly upset? Of course. I'm the meanest mother in the world and she hates me. Ah, well, I wouldn't worry about it. Well, I'm worried about it. Oh, she'll get over it. When your mother prevents you from going to a birthday party that you've looked forward to for three weeks, you don't get over it. Kind of thing you remember all your life. Well, if she remembers it, maybe that's a good thing. She'll she'll learn a few things. She'll learn that she can't talk to you like that. No, she doesn't talk to you like that. Why does she talk that way to me? Oh, I don't know. She sassed me. Oh, not the way she does me. And I don't understand it. I talk to the other mothers and complain, and they just laugh and say, Oh, I know what you mean. Mine talks the same way. But I don't think Betsy's other friends do at all. 
They come here and they're so polite and sweet to well, me. No, darling, after oh. all, that is different. You know, you don't know how they act at home. Everybody tells us how polite and sweet Betsy is. She acts like an angel when she's out somewhere else, you know. The other kids probably do, too. Well, why isn't she as nice to us as she is to other people? We're the ones who do things for her, work and slave and go out of our way. out of well, Darling, it's the same way with adults. I mean, we're, we're nicer sometimes to perfect strangers than we are to people we really love. Now, for example, look, look at the ink on my shirt. See, now, Miss Withers at no. the office was waving a pen around and the ink flew onto my shirt. Well, she felt terrible about it. But me? I was utterly charming about it. Oh, that's all right, I said. That's all right, and so forth. But if you had splattered ink on my new shirt, you know, I'd have probably bawled you out to a fairly well, you know? <laughs> yes, I know. Yes. That's true. True, isn't it? Familiarity breeds contempt. Hmm? Does Betsy have contempt for us? Well, I mean, honey, she's nine years old. But she's changed lately. I think it's that Thelma something she plays with now, some new friend. And she's... This Thelma is terribly snippy to her mother. And she gets by with it. I think Betsy admires her so much she thinks that's the thing to do now. Mm, yeah, it could be. But let's not blame our child's faults on some other child. Betsy all. spends hours in front of the mirror. I see her making faces and smiling and talking to herself. Combing her hair different ways, sort of posing in glamorous ways. <laughs> well, I don't mind that. I guess that's natural. I used to do it, too, but I know. I know I never talked to my mother the way Betsy talks to me. I wouldn't have dared. No, I know. I wouldn't either. Now, look, we, we, we've talked about this before. I, I, I guess times have changed. Children seem more sophisticated earlier than we were. You know, they've got television. Oh, you can't blame everything on television. Well, I'm not. I I know something must be our fault, too. But let's face it, honey, we've never been parents before. We're we're new at it. Well, when we wouldn't let her go to that carnival with Susie Allen and her brother, she thought we were so mean. And now this. How do you bring up a child to love you when you're always doing something they don't like? I don't know. I don't know. You hope for the best, I guess. You hope that they'll grow up to know that you did your best to help them grow up. (laughs) Think I should go up and talk to her? I don't know. I don't know what's best to do. I'll confess I'm licked. No, no, don't be like that. Well, she wanted so to go to the party. I feel so mean. I don't feel at all triumphant or that I'd won out. I feel as mean as Betsy thinks I am, and yet I know that I did right. All right. All right. That's all you need to know. Now you are right. You you, you were right, and then she'll learn something from this. Oh, yes, she will. She'll learn how to handle me. Oh, no. It's true. You can say all you want to about the Oedipus complex, but there's a definite antipathy between parents and children. It's sad and it's terrible, but children only love you when they need you, apparently. You want it otherwise? You want her tied to your apron strings? Intellectually, no, but emotionally, yes. (laughs) It has been the same since the beginning of time. Look, I'll go up and talk to her. I'll I'll bring her down to dinner. She's not having any dinner. It won't kill her. May kill me, but when I start something, I go the whole way. Oh, no. She's not having any dinner. Yeah. Honey. Hmm? You asleep? No, I can't get to sleep. I keep thinking about Betsy. Not a word out of her all evening, no apology, and it's up to her to make the first move. I feel that very strongly. I also feel sad. I guess mothers and daughters are just naturally miles apart. Why are you getting out of bed? Turn on the bed light. I, uh, I thought I heard the rustle of something being pushed under the door. And look, 
is an envelope. Oh, I thought she was asleep when we came up. It's 10.30. (laughs) What are you laughing at? The address on this envelope. You know, I've forgotten I used to do this, too. You know what I mean? The name, the street, the city, the state, the United States of America, continent of North America... Earth. Earth, yes. Universe. Universe, yes. yeah. He also, he's also got solar system. Oh. <laughs> Open it. Open it. I can't. It's addressed to you. It's marked private, personal. Oh. On the back it says SWAC. What's that mean? Oh, it's not SWAC. It's S-W-A-K, sealed with a kiss, dear. Oh, <laughs> no. Hey, that's cute. I never oh, heard that one. Honey. Is that something new? No, it's old as the hills. What's the matter with you? I used to do it. Well, hurry up, honey. What did she say, huh? I know it's marked personal private, but could you give me just 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 the gist of it? Oh, it's so sweet. Dear Mommy, I don't know why I talk awful to you, because I don't mean to, but things just seem to come out of my mouth without the thinking part going first. Oh, no. I promise, P-R-O-M-I-S, to think first in the future, F-U-T-U-R. <laughs> Please forgive me and let's be friends again. Friend spelled F R E I. Oh, her spelling. She is so careless. Now, really. what the heck with the spelling? That's hardly the point now. How, how does she sign it? Your lovable daughter, Elizabeth Piper. I guess she means loving daughter. Lovable, yeah. <laughs> well, I think lovable you two better daughter. get together. You better get in there and make up, huh? No, no. It says RSVP, so that means she just wants me to put a note under her door. Here, hand me that pencil. Yeah. Some paper on the side table yeah. there. Oh, here, what, what are you going to say? Here, here. Well, I'll say, uh, dear Miss Piper, I'm delighted to hear from you. Let's see. It's been so long since we've seen each other that, oh, something like you have no other plans tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. I'd love to meet you in the kitchen and have you help me stir up your favorite blueberry pancakes. <laughs> or lovable words to that effect, what do you yeah. think? <laughs> yeah. All right, here, here's the pencil, honey. Ah. And look, don't put P.S. You misspell three words. Now, honey, don't say that. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Believe me, as a mother, I'm learning still here. When constipation occurs, more people rely on x than any other laxative. X-Lax has the qualities many doctors and millions of people want in a laxative. It's effective. Overnight, X-Lax helps you toward your normal regularity. And X-Lax is so gentle, so close to natural acting, there's no upset. So many doctors recommend it. Chocolated X-Lax helps you toward your normal regularity, gently, overnight. The Couple Next Door stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce.